0: Welcome to the Globe Theater, the radio theater playing exclusively to the men and women of the Armed Forces of the United Nations. Here for your entertainment are presented the finest plays selected from outstanding radio dramas. Now to tell you about tonight's play, here is your host and master of ceremonies at the Globe Theater, Herbert Marshall. Hello, everybody. In looking around for an appropriate play for this evening, you remember that each year at Christmas time, Lionel Barrymore brings joy to millions with his memorable portrayal of Scrooge in Dickens' Immortal A Christmas Carol. And so it's with the greatest of pleasure that we welcome Mr. Barrymore to our Globe Theatre stage for another performance of this traditional and beloved story, A Christmas Carol with Lionel Barrymore. <laughs> mean and shabby street in London stood the warehouse of Scrooge and Marley. Of course, Marley was dead, but Scrooge never bothered to paint out his name over the door. It was a waste of time, paint, and money. Oh, he was a tight-fisted hand at the grindstone, was Ebenezer Scrooge. The cold within him froze his old features, nipped his pointed nose, shriveled his cheeks, and spoke out shrewdly in his grating voice. hear me? Stop that infernal kind of walling or they'll uh, stick your back. <laughs> that little A frosty rhyme was on Scrooge's head and on his eyebrows and on his wiry chin. He iced his office in the dog days and didn't thought one degree of a fact that could be attested by Bob practice, his overworked and shivering thoughts. Uh, and what do you think you're about to do with that cold, scuttle, Mr. Pratchett? I, Well, you see, my stone's gone out, Mr. Scoop. tell you, Mr. Tretchett, you like working here? Like it? Oh, yes, man. Yes. You have need of the 16 Bob they pay every week. Need? Oh, yes, indeed. Yes. <laughs> you see, there's my wife, and Tiny Tim, and Belinda, and Martha. <laughs> ah, I see, I see. Then may I suggest that you forget about the fire and get back to your work. Uh, unless, of course, you'd prefer to keep Christmas by losing your situation. Oh, no, sir. I'll get on with copying those letters at once. <laughs> I'm very sorry, Mr. Scrooge, it won't happen again. I promise. Uh, tampering yourself with my expense. I won't have it, you understand. I won't have it. Yes, and what did Scrooge think of Christmas? Well, on this particular Christmas Eve, his only nephew, Fred, stopped by the warehouse to oh, see A Merry Christmas, Uncle. God save you. That's humbug. Christmas, a uh, humbug? Oh, come now, you don't mean that. I do. Merry Christmas. But right of you to be merry? You're poor enough. Very well, then. What right of you to be dismal? You're rich enough. No, I'm buzzing. Oh, don't be cross, Uncle. What else can I be when I live in such a world of fools as this? Merry Christmas. <laughs> Out upon Merry Christmas. What Christmas time to you but a time for paying bills without money? A time for finding yourself a year older and not an hour richer. The time for balancing your books and having every identity in them through a round dozen a month presented dead against you. Uncle. Yeah, yes. Yeah, if I had my way, every idiot who goes about with merry Christmas on his lips would be boiled with his own pudding and buried with a safe of holly through his heart. Uncle. Neville. You keep Christmas in your own way. Let me keep it mine. mind. But you don't keep it. Well, let me leave it alone, then. Not a good man, do you? Much good as ever has, do you? I've always thought of Christmas time as as the only time in the long calendar of the year when people open their shut-up hearts and think of their fellow men. Yeah. Humbug. And therefore, although it has never put a strap of gold or silver in my pocket, mm-hmm. I believe that it has done me good and will do me good. And I say God bless it. <laughs> uh,
1: you a very powerful
0: speaker, sir. I wonder you don't go into parliament. Oh, don't be angry, Uncle. Come and dine with us tomorrow. Good afternoon, will But why won't you? Good afternoon. Well, I'm sorry to find you so resolute. But a Merry Christmas, Uncle. Good afternoon. And a Happy New Year. Good afternoon! No, Scrooge didn't believe for a moment that Christmas was a kind and charitable time. He proved it when two gentlemen stopped at his warehouse to collect his Christmas donations to the pool. At this passive season of the year, Mr. Scrooge, it is more than usually desirable that we should make some slight provision for the poor and the mm-hmm. debtors. Uh, tell me, are there no prisons? Oh, plenty of prisons. In the workhouses, are they still in operation? They are. Well, very well. What do you want to meet? Well, a few of us are endeavoring to raise a fund to buy the poor some meat and drink and means of warmth. No. Now, uh, what shall we put you down for? Oh, uh, you wish to be anonymous. I wish to be left alone. Mr. <laughs> Cruz, I don't make myself merry at Christmas time. I can't afford to make idle people merry. I help support the prisons, the workers. they state cautious enough, heaven knows. And those who are badly off can go there. But many can't go there. and Many would rather die than <laughs> go there. If they'd rather die, they'd better go and do it. <laughs> decrease the, perp- the surplus population. Besides, I find it quite enough for a man to mind his own business and not interfere with other people. Mine occupies me constantly. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. It was much colder when Scrooge started for home. And the fog was so thick that he had some difficulty in locating the lowering pile of buildings where he had a gloomy suite of rooms. Nobody lived in it but food. He put his key in the lock of the ancient door. And then a strange thing happened. A door knocker. I could swear it was Molly's city. I'm bug. Entered, and then locked and double locked the door behind him. He wasn't a man to be frightened by a door knock. He lit his candle and started up the stairs. His footsteps echoing through the quiet house. Who's
1: there?
0: What was that noise deep down below in the cellar? As if someone were dragging a heavy chain. Who's that? The sound grew louder on the cellar stairs. rose higher in the empty halls below and then climbed and platted on the stairs behind Scrooge as he fled. (laughs) Scrooge closed the door of his room and locked it. Uh, I won't believe it. Then, as though a part of the fog outside, the ghost of Jacob Marley passed through the closed and locked door. Oh, Jacob Marley. Around his waist was the chain Scrooge had heard him stare. Cash boxes, keys, padlocks, locks beads, and heavy purses. But still Ebenezer Scrooge did not believe. Turn oh, now What do you want? Much. Oh, much, Ebenezer. Who are you? In life, I was your partner, Jacob Marley. You don't believe in me. I do not. Why do you doubt your senses? Oh, because a little thing affects (laughs) me. A very slight disorder of the stomach makes them pee. You may be an undigested bit of beef, blood of mustard. (laughs) A crumb of sea. A fragment of an underdone saco. It is more gravy than grave about you. Oh no, please don't do this, I beg of you. Oh man of worldly mind, do you believe or not? I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. it make you any happier. Why do spirits walk here? And why do you come to me? It is required of every man that the spirit within him would walk abroad among his fellow men. And if that spirit goes not forth in life, it is condemned to do so after death. Mm-hmm. Why do you wear that chain? It is the one I forged in life. I made it link by link and yard by yard. The one you have made was full of heavy. And as long as this, seven Christmas eves ago. Huh. Hmm. Yours is a ponderous of chain, Emily. Don't say that, Jacob. Don't say that, to you were always my friend. Speak comfort to me. I have none to give. But why should you be so accursed? You were always a good man of business, Jacob. Business? Mankind was my business. Huh? The common welfare was my business. Mm-hmm. Charity, mercy, forbearance, and benevolence were all my business. Yes, hey, 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 but me, my time is nearly gone. I will, I will, I will. but don't be hard on me. And don't be flowers, Jason, please. I am here tonight to warn you that you have yet a chance and hope of escaping my fate. You were always a good friend to me, Jason. Thank you. You You will be haunted by three spirits. Three, Jacob? Expect the first tonight when the bell tolls one. Uh, Jacob. Expect the second on the next night at the same hour. It is all the same to you, Jacob. And the third will appear on the next night when the last stroke of twelve has ceased to vibrate. Jacob. Look to see me no more, Ebenezer. Jacob, wait. For your own sake... You remember what has passed between us? Jacob, Take Jacob, Take wait now, Take him. Quarter pass. Ah, ah. A quarter to one. This we are so... Heaven needs a screw. Hey. Uh, Who and what are you? I am the ghost of Christmas past. Rise and walk with me. Walk? Oh, walk? It's in slippers, my dressing gown and my nightcap. <laughs> oh, what a spectacle I'd make. However, if you give me time to dress. Come, there is no time to lose. Very well, sir. I warn you, I'll catch my death. Wait. Not that way. We will leave by the window. The window? I'm oh, mad. I'm immortal and liable to fall. There, but a touch of my hand thus on your heart. And you shall be upheld in more than this. Come, Medanity's food. Come. <laughs> Look below is Ebenezer Scrooge. you know this place? Know it? <laughs> of course I know it. Why, I was a boy here. I could walk it blindfold. I know every gate and post and street. think There's my old school with the tutelar and the bell hanging in it. An ugly, lifeless place. Okay, it is Christmas Day. All the boys had gone home for the holiday. All? Who is that lonely child left behind and chided for his tears by the schoolmaster? <laughs> isn't it? I was that child, please. Oh, now, Master Ebenezer. No tears, if you please. There's nothing more degrading than self-pity. Besides, Christmas isn't at all important. Very wise man, the schoolmaster. Do you agree with him, Ebenezer Scrooge? Agree with him? Of course not. Christmas is very important to a child of that age. To, to a child of any age. Poor boy. I wish... Oh, well, it's too late now. Yes, what is it? Nothing. Nothing much. There were some boys singing Christmas carols outside my warehouse. I wish I'd given them something that all. I see. Well, let us see another Christmas. You know this warehouse, Ebenezer Scrooge? Know it? Of <laughs> course I know it. I was the princess here. Tell me. Were you happy here? Oh yes, yes, I was very happy, sir. My master was a kind man and huh? Oh, it's, it's old fizzy Wig. Fizzy
1: Wig, alive again. <laughs>
0: yo ho, yo ho, my boys. No more work tonight, no more work. Yeah. Christmas Eve Day. Yeah. Christmas, Ebenezer. Yeah. We're having a party tonight. A <laughs> party, sir? Yes. Oh, Mr. The butcher, the baker, the milkman, and the cook. <laughs> <laughs> here, here. Here now, here, here's the fiddler already. Ho, ho, ho. Clear away, lads. Clear away. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, Mr. Pezzywig. Come, come, Mr. Fiddler. Unlimber your fingers. <laughs> 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 Give us something for dancing with plenty alive in it. Christmas Eve, you know, Christmas Eve, the best time of the year. God
1: bless
0: it. A very simple and sentimental man, old Wig, with no head at all for business. Ebenezer Scrooge. Ah, uh, nonsense! Why, he was one of the greatest men alive. Yes, I, I wish, yes. What is it you wish? Nothing. Uh, I was just thinking of my thoughts. Bob Freddy, that's all. But my time grows short. Now prepare yourself to be the spirit of Christmas present. The Scrooge, behold in me the ghost of Christmas present. Where, Come where, where are we going? To Camden Town. Hold fast to my robe. My time is short and we must travel. Camden Town? What? That's where my father, Bob Precious, lives. Yes, it is he we visit. See, there below is the street and the house of sweet. It's not a pretty setting, is it? Well, no. No, no, it isn't exactly palatial, but it's, it's probably said After all, he's only a farce, you know. Ah, uh, yes. And with so many mouths to feed, it doubtless is the best he can afford, hmm? Huh? Come, we will go in. <laughs> oh, I can't
1: Great, great, Kenneth! I nearly forgot oh, the gravy. Here, oh, yes, here, yeah, Belinda, you watch the applesauce. Mother, mm-hmm. Martha, you dress up the hotcakes, and Joseph and Thomas can start setting the chairs. At the table. Oh yes, I well, just yeah. see what's keeping your father and Tiny here. Mm-hmm. Perhaps the first service is excellent. Mm-hmm. Ten minutes. More, and the goose will fall apart, and the pudding will be overdone. Oh, Oh, Mother, no. no. Oh, will they come now? They're sitting in the corner. Tiny Jim's riding on Father's shoulders. Thank heaven. Open the door for them, Belinda. Oh, yes. Be careful. Be careful, Bob. What's that? Listen, Pa. Yep. There we are, hold fast now. It's <laughs> <laughs> a wild horse with a black mane.
0: He gallops and crashes and runs like the wind. Hi ho! Merry Christmas, everybody! Yeah, yeah, Merry, Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody! Uh, uh, down you come. Yeah. Uh, Joseph, Thomas, take him off to the wash house and get those hands cleaned for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> come
1: on, tiny child. Where do you see what's in the oven? There never was such a bird. I don't waste any time. Everything's ready. Well. Yeah. How
0: did he behave in church, sir? Oh, as good as gold and better. Oh, you know, somehow he gets thoughtful, sitting by himself so much, and thinks the strangest things you ever heard. Yes, I know. He told me, coming home, he hoped the people saw him in the church because he was a cripple. Oh. And it might be pleasant for them to remember upon Christmas Day, who made lame beggars walk and blind men see. Poor
1: boy.
0: Boy. Why are there tears in your eyes, Ebenezer? Cratchit oh, never told me the boy was late. He has worn that iron brace and carried that little truth ever since he can remember. Why? to gather at the table. <laughs> A toast. A toast <laughs> to the founder of the feast. I give you Mr. Drew. The founder of the feast indeed. I wish I had him here. I'd give him the feast of my mind the feast upon. My dear, Christmas day. You
1: now, this is held for your sake and the day. Not for him.
0: And a merry Christmas to us all, my dear. God, 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 God bless us. God
1: bless us.
0: And what do you say, Tiny Tim?
1: God bless us. Everyone.
0: Come, Ebenezer Scrooge. My time is up. You must go to meet the third and last spirit. Wait, 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 wait. Tell me this before you leave me. Yes? Yeah. Tell me. Will Tiny Kim live? I see a vacant seat and a trust without the owner. Ah, no, 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 no. I don't say that. If these shadows remain unaltered by the future, the child must die. Ah, no, no. No. Will it not be better if he does? As you once said, it will decrease the surplus population. Oh, spiritual. Farewell, Ebenezer food. The ghost of Christmas yet to come awaits you. Where am I? What place is this? So dark and cold and fit with fog. And huh. who are you? Dark phantom with the hidden face. Ah, I fear you more than any of the others you the ghost of Christmas yet to come? But oh, it is a burial ground, Aggressive and overgrown with grass and weed, the resting place of those forgotten and unloved. Oh, why do you point to that stone? What name is written there that I must read? Well, The letters are too dim and the fog too heavy. Tell me, sir. Who oh, rests in this lonely, on the of earth? You are that man, this rude. Ah, no, 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 no. You are that man. Uh, nerd, hear me. I'm not the man I was. I, I will not be the man I must have been but for this night. I'll honor Christmas in my heart and try to keep it all the year. Hear me, spirit, and, and, and tell me I may sponge away the writing on that... There's a moose you hear me? Well, you're not silly, my own bed, Paul. This isn't the graveyard. My own room. Yes, sir. There's the door that old Jacob Marley entered. there's the window where the first Where's more daylight? No fog or mist? It's a beautiful, glorious day. And church bells must be Sunday. Hey, boy! Oh, boy! Are you down there? Yes, sir. What's the day, my fine lover?
1: What day? Why, Christmas Day, of course.
0: Christmas Day? (laughs) Ha ha! I never have missed it. church have done it all in one night. Hello, down there. Yes, sir. sir uh, do you know the boats shop stuff at the corner of the bus? I suppose hope so, sir. An intelligent boy. A remarkable boy. Tell me, do you know if they've sold the prize turkey? A
1: little what? No, no,
0: no, no. That's a big prize turkey.
1: It's hanging there now.
0: Thank you. Go and tell them to be here. Yes, sir. Come back with the man, and I'll give you a show. Yes, sir. Come back in less than five minutes, or I'll give you half a crown. Yes, sir. This is, look, let him <laughs> yeah, I'll send it to Bob Cratchit. He can't know who sent it. Oh, what a joke that would be. This is twice the size of tiny Jim. Oh, uh, see. Somebody says, yes, I've got a lot to do. It's going to be a busy day. Yes, sir, a very busy day. Yes, and it was a very busy day Scrooge dressed himself all in his best And when he got out on the streets People were pouring out of his churches. He regarded them with such a delighted smile That some of them said, Christmas. Merry, Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas Merry Christmas, Scrooge. He patted children on the head hey, Hello, sir uh, uh, Merry Christmas, my dear He gave to beggars Oh, thank you, sir. Oh, God bless you, sir. And late in the afternoon, he went calling on his nephew. He had a wonderful time and a wonderful Christmas. The morning after Christmas, he was early at the office. Scrooge wanted to be there first. And he wanted to catch Bob Cratchit coming in late. Well, Mr. Cratchit, so you finally got here, did you? Look at that clock. What do you mean by coming here this time of day? I, I'm very sorry, Mr. Scrooge, that it won't happen again. <laughs> Indeed, it won't. Uh, step over here to my desk, if you see. It, it's only once a year. That poor sort of excuse, Mr. Critchett. I'm not going to stand for this kind of thing any longer. And therefore, therefore, my friend, I'm about to raise your salary. What? What was that, sir? A merry Christmas, Bob. <laughs> a merry Christmas than I've given you for many a year. I'll raise your salary. Endeavor to assist your struggling family. Now make up the fires and buy another coal settle before you dot another eye, Bob Cratchit. <laughs> food was even better than his words. He did it all and infinitely more. And a tiny Tim, who did not die, he was his second father. He became as good a friend, as good a master, as good a man as the good old city knew, or any other good old city, town, or borough in the good old world. Yes, and it was always said of him that he knew how to keep Christmas well if any man alive possessed the knowledge. May that be truly said of us. No. And so, as Tiny Kim observes, God blesses everyone. Thanks to you, Lionel Barrymore, and to all the members of the cast for another splendid performance. Tonight's production of A Christmas Carol was selected from the radio series, Mayor of the Town. The musical score was composed and directed by Bernard Katz. The Christmas Carols were sung by the Paul Taylor chorus, and the narration was by Frank Martin. Now, this is your host at the Globe, Herbert Marshall, wishing each and every one of you a very Merry Christmas. Have been attending the Globe Theater with Herbert Marshall as host and master of ceremonies. This is the Armed Forces Radio Service. That's chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BTW, Group. Void prohibited by loss. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.